Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the models in the course of this episode. It's to cover four Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, June 8th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. Gets you access to every single A-grade pick, all the totals, all the numbers that the model needs for an A-grade pick, all sorts of goodies over there on Dub Club, including access to that Discord chat where we not only have a lot of fun, but talk about how to make money with all the boosts that the different sports books offer, all the promotions they offer, all the different sports, all sorts of goodies over in that Discord chat. Got a lot of great people over there. A lot of fun to be had. Again, under $1 per day. Sign up link in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T. It does not be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view on here. Don't get distracted. When somehow the Oakland A's put up seven runs in the first inning before the second out even happens, it was a good break for us backing the A's, and I'm not sure anybody really saw that coming. And that's the that's good, but we, we don't get distracted when the good things or the bad things happen. We just keep on keeping on because you just never know when that stuff's going to happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable every single day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, we've long talked about the A's. I feel like the A's are like your uh, yeah. your, your pet. I, I feel like you must have been a, a, a proud papa watching the A's here on Wednesday, tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely proud of that. Uh, we kind of mentioned, though, on the Discord, bittersweet yesterday when they – recording this on Wednesday, on uh, Tuesday, when they beat our boy Mitch Keller, who who we all love so dearly. And so uh, that one was – definitely there were, like, dueling emotions uh, in, yeah. in that game last night. But, yeah, the A's finally coming around. And, you know, I, I mentioned I thought they were going to win 60 games. Uh don't know if they're going to win 60 games, but they may win 45 now, which is a vast improvement from when it looked like they were going to win about 30. Um, it, so, it, is, it is. So who knows? Uh, hopefully they can keep this up and we can continue to get, you know, some huge plus odds value and they can come through us through for us uh, more times than not. Uh, Cousin Jared, the A's, I think, are the bizarro Dodgers. They are either going to get blown out. Uh, or they're going to win outright. And what I mean by that is that the Dodgers are the team that we always talk about. You know, they win by so many games by more than one run. So if you're going to back the Dodgers, it makes sense to back them on the run line. The A's are like the other way around. You don't want to take them on the run line. They lost three games this weekend in Miami, all by more than one run. But of the, the four games that they've uh, that they've been close in, they've won all four of them here in the last 10 days. They've won two of their last three series. So it's like, it's like they're either just going to win or they're going to get destroyed. It's kind of like right. the Dodgers. They're either going to win big or they're going to lose, right? The, the bizarro Dodgers seems like. Yeah, uh, I yeah. can't believe we're here that the, the A's uh, two out of three series wins, one against the Braves, who are one of the best teams in baseball, and one of them at the Pirates, who are respectable, uh, yeah. including, like you said, a win over Mitch Keller. Um, yeah. The A's are at least finally starting to look like that team we talked about all season long, where we kind of yeah. said there's going to be times where you just got to jump on the big plus odds because it's going to pay off, and that's what it's finally looking like. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. I, the model, I, you know, we were talking about how how the model has been. A, a life giver i feel like yeah, um yeah. for us uh and i've talked about this right before i had the models like i was not a great sports better i you know you don't know what the price is you don't know where it's good value and that sort of stuff and how the model how good it's been and it told us to fade the a's a ton and we did that and we won money and now it's every once in a while being like maybe you should back the a's and it's when like 
the fact that the model can figure out the A's, like if you need any other yeah. proof that this model is, is worth its salt, it's, it's that it's kind of figured out the A's, which is like yeah. a miracle. Yeah, de definitely. I mean, any team that, or any, any model that thinks it can figure out what the A's are doing that, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> worth something because that's like the definition of what you have a model for is trying to assign a value to potentially one of the worst teams ever. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about a little bit beforehand, uh, a grade sides here. Now we are in week 11, uh, two losing weeks, nine winning weeks. So, I mean, it, I don't know if you've been with us for a while, you're, especially if you were with us last year for baseball, the back half of the year, you're like, yeah, I know. Like, this is just the way it goes. I'm still a little bit like in shock that it just continues to do so well. It's not that every week has won, but literally only two of the 11 losing weeks on the A grade plays has been incredible. Um, Last year was such a roller coaster. This year has been, we've had a few moments like that where we talked about there were a couple days like that, but it's not quite been as crazy as last year. It's been more just plug and chug and it's been, yeah. it's been almost too easy. I don't know if you felt that way or not. No, I've definitely, I've definitely felt that way and not too easy, but like, um, this is too st structured. Like it, it, like it's always going up. And, and, you know, there's, there's, like you said, some of those daily ups and downs, but when you look at it week over week, it's just a lot of going up. And I'm, I'm kind of yeah. looking the first half of last year where it was like, you know, we're on a roller coaster, which way are we going to be going this week? Um, whereas yeah. it's kind of been up, 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 up and a lot more, a lot more steady. And, and so that's a good yeah. thing, obviously, but you do kind of, oh, wonder, yeah. it, where, where is it, when's it going to come? When are we going <laughs> to just go on that roller coaster ride where it feels like everything goes completely wrong for three weeks because, it, you know, just history tells us that is going to happen it, at, at some point. It does. And I'll never forget. Most people weren't with us back then, back before I had a show two years ago and I was posting just pics on the, on Twitter. And there was like a six week stretch where I swear we had like, like, 90% of our losses were like leads going into the seventh inning. And like that, we're just like over just a stretch where just like stuff happens. And you're just like, it's good reads. There's just nothing you can do about it. We just yeah. haven't had that yet. Uh, keep holding, crossing our fingers so we can keep it going. It's been a lot of fun uh, so far this year. And, and uh, it, 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 it's, uh, it's been good how, it's good how consistently good it's been. And uh, it, thankfully, we're storing up all those units so that in case it does yeah. have that bad, we'll still be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it'd be fun if we could just avoid it, you know? Yeah. Well, if only we had had Discord in the midst of that like terrible oh. stretch a couple of years yeah. ago, what would yeah. Discord have been like at, at that point? Uh, I can only imagine just we would have had a manifesto at that point of all the things that had gone wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it would have just been a bunch of angry gifts, just yeah, yeah. a bunch of four-letter words of like, how does this keep happening? Because that was just the, one of the weirdest stretches, and hopefully that was a once-a-decade type thing and not a once-a-season thing. I, I yeah. feel like, and, and I, I hope to be proven wrong, I feel like there's so many games in the baseball season, and it's so long, that everything that can happen in a baseball season happens every baseball season, because there's so many games, you just can't yeah. avoid it. But I would hope, I really hope that that just crazy random we just happened to be on every team that blew a game, like including teams that had good bullpens. Um, I'm hopefully that was just reserved to two years ago and not right and not uh, going forward. Uh, oh, anyway, we'll get to today's slate here. We have an afternoon game, got some double headers. We'll kind of touch on briefly, uh, and then some evening games, which is uh, 50 50 for a Thursday. But before we get to it, some quick reminders please hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content. That this channel provides. So we ask scale picks, A grade money line plays will return four units. That is the risk plus one will equal four. B grades will return three. C will return two. You'll see all of that on the screen. Just letting you know how I scale things out. You can scale them however you want. Uh, but I kind of like this way. It's a little bit more of an advanced technique rather than flat betting. So it kind of determines uh, 
how much to put on each pick rather than just flat betting. Uh, but again, with the scaling with the picks, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Going to start off here, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Dodgers at the Reds. Clayton Kershaw just keeps chugging along. Somehow at this point, still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Props to him. I don't really have to say much. 325 ERA, underlying metrics say that's pretty spot on. Just a fantastic pitcher still. The Reds hit lefties well, but they're going to be up against it with a guy of Kershaw's caliber. The Reds will throw Graham Ashcraft, who's been absolutely terrible this year. 664 ERA. Now, the advanced metrics say it's probably not that bad, maybe more mid-fours, but... He's going to have a hard time against this Dodgers offense, even if he is closer to a league average pitcher, which he hasn't been yet this year, but the model still thinks he's close to league average. This Dodgers offense should have a field day. We're also talking about an afternoon game in Cincinnati, wind blowing out at almost 10 miles an hour. Great hitter conditions. I'm just going to be riding most of these Reds overs here in the summer until the books start hanging numbers similar to Coors Field. Uh, I'm on the over 10. I'm on the also, also on the Dodgers at minus 198 A grade pick. Model says it should be Dodgers minus 230. They went almost 70% of the time. Anything minus 205 is or better is an A grade. I love both of these picks. Uh, Cousin Jared, are you able to decipher which one you like more? No, I'm not able to decipher which one I like more. And usually I have no problem deciding if I'd rather be on the side or the total. But this one, I, I love both sides here as well. I think the Dodgers are just priced way too low. But what caught my attention was this is like the perfect setup for a ton of runs. As you mentioned, Ashcraft has not been good going up against that Dodgers offense. You've even got the – like as the cherry on top, you've got the wind blowing out in Cincinnati yeah. tomorrow. And then it just we've talked about many times uh, this ballpark this time of year can just put up a lot of runs. So I don't know if I've done this the entire baseball season but this is one where i think you need to be on both the side and the total here i think you need to be backing the dodgers like you said at any number uh you know maybe minus 205 or, or better and then the over 10 i mean that number is just just too short uh this needs to be like closer to like 11 or 11 and a half if you ask me yeah model projects 11 and i tend to agree at least 11 uh for this one uh, Dodger team total over. If that's something you're interested in, too, obviously that's very cool. But that'd be another one, too. The Dodgers should score plenty of runs. Uh, this sets up to be pretty similar, I think, to Tuesday night's game. Hopefully for us, the Dodgers will completely collapse at the end with that bullpen. Uh, they were up 8-3, to three, I believe, and then somehow lost, uh, which was a crazy ending. Kershaw here probably won't go 9, but hopefully he can at least get enough innings to let the better relievers for the Dodgers take over. Uh, but where that game was there was supposed to be finished by 8-3. That's kind of what I see happening here. Dodgers should score plenty of runs, lots of runs. You know, the Reds will score a few, but I just think the Dodgers can really outscore them with how bad Ashcraft's been. And unlike you, a lot of times I can kind of say I like this one a little bit more, but I mean, I don't know. I love both of these. If you're getting to 10 and a half, you know, then I think I probably like the Dodgers a little bit more. If the Dodgers are like minus 210, I probably like the over 10 a little bit more. So it kind of just depends on what number right. you're at is to which one I like more. If this runs away, and I never know where the number's going to go. If this runs away and the total jumps to 11 and the Dodgers get out to minus 220 or something, maybe that's where you focus on the Dodgers team total yeah. over. It's yeah. an alternate way to look. Uh, but at least as of right now, these numbers are fantastic. Never know where the number's going to go, but just another reminder, if you're with us on Dub Club, when I see the numbers, when I lock in the picks, you get all that information in real time. So that way, in case this number has changed over time if you're with us on dub club you've got that information you've already got the great number like the great numbers like this locked in both for the side and the total some afternoon games here with some double headers because of the uh wildfire smoke in new york city if you've seen pictures from new york city it's just crazy there uh 
we will have a double header with the White Sox at the Yankees. Not going to talk about that because I don't know which pitchers are going which at this point. I think the books have pulled those down because we don't know who's going where. So there will be at least some more day baseball happening. Again, Dub Club is where to go to get all that information. But shifting to some night games to cover here, 7.07 p.m. Eastern, Astros at the Blue Jays. This should be a fantastic pitching matchup. Frumber Valdez is now basically at a tie for second-best pitcher According to my model, him and Gaussman are just fantastic. They're the 2-3 the, the right behind Jacob deGrom, who is out for the season. So two best current pitchers right now, Fromber uh, and this one, and then Gaussman, who's already shut down the Astros uh, in this series. Not much to say about Fromber. I mean, y'all know he's fantastic. I know he's fantastic. Advanced metrics align with it. He's a phenomenal pitcher. Jose Barrios has been a guy we've been on all season long. He's been disrespected. ERA down to 366. I think people are kind of finally realizing he's good. He's not great. I never said he was great, but he was being priced like he was terrible. And he's always been slightly above average. And that's what he still shows at here. So a solid pitcher. Uh, obviously, the Blue Jays' offense is really good, but with Fromber, it's hard to say the Astros shouldn't be favored. They are favored. Here's the thing right now. I don't think there's much value on either side. Model says Astros minus 120. You can get the Astros minus 124 right now. That's not really exciting to me. Blue Jays not big enough plus odds to fade Fromber. For right now, at least, I'm passing on the side. I'm going to play the under 8.5. Model says 8.3, but I don't know. I just feel like with these two pitchers, this feels like a 5-1 to one game. I don't really know who wins, but... I just see it hard to get to nine, and that's the thing that would cause us to lose this one. So that's why I like the under eight and a half. Small model edge, uh, but with these two pitchers, with the Ashes' offense being so hot or you know hit or miss, uh, really, and Fromber just the way he is can shut down anybody. It just feels like an under spot. I'm surprised this number was an eight. That's where I would have hung it. So the fact that we get uh, a win at eight rather than the push, I think under makes a little bit of sense here for this game. Because Jared, what do you think? So I was actually going to say my initial thought when looking at this game was why would I not be backing the Astros here, but having a chance to back Fromber, that just seemed like too easy. And I was thinking like, I was kind of like you, Berrios is like, he's been fine this year, but nothing right home about, I, you know, seems like a short number, like minus 124. I'd want to back the Astros. I started looking at Berrios's numbers and like after his second start of the season, his ERA was 11. His FIP was 3.08. And his FIP is still sub four at this point, which is which is pretty good. He's yep. his ERA has come down every start uh, since he started in hit the first of May. His ERA was five and a half. It's come down, like you said, all the way to three and a half at this point. His FIP has gone up, but it's still sub four. He's been pitching really well as of as of recent, and so I think I agree with you. I think I would lean towards going under eight and a half. As much as I want to back the the Astros with Fromber on the mound. I tend to come to the same conclusion after looking at Barrios' stats that this does feel like a 4-2 game or, or, or something like that. And I don't have to worry about um, you know who's going to come out on top, just hope that there's not very many runs scored. As an aside, what happened to Alec Manoa? I mean, that inning that I had to watch, that third of an inning I had to watch with, with him against the Astros earlier this week was just – it was painful to watch. Like even as an Astros fan, like at one point <laughs> yeah. it was like, man, this is very, very painful to see somebody like fall apart this completely. And the fact that he was optioned all the way to like the, the Florida rookie league is just like, I don't know. Clearly he had some problems and they're trying to get him fixed. But man, that was just really, really tough to watch earlier this week. Yeah. I honest, my personal opinion on this, I think it's the weight. 
Uh, mm. You know, and I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, not a hot take kind of guy. He was always a big yeah. guy, but I yeah. think is I think, and don't know him quarterback on this, but I'm pretty sure his listed weight jumped about 25 pounds from this year to last year. Mm. So he's always been a big guy, but now he's even bigger. You had that in mm-hmm. with the pitch clock and the yep. timing of yep. having to go, if you're not catching up, it's one of those things where I think there's some guys and, and, and his teammate flat, you know, a little Vlad is kind of the same way. He's had some weight issues. And I think some of these guys that are a little bit bigger, they can play at the higher end of their weights, but then there is that like tipping point almost where they get just a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. too much. And it's just, it just kind of takes them from, you know, kind of tips them over and goes the wrong direction. Yep. I think that's what happens yep. with Manoa. And I think that's why they sent him all the way down there as kind of a reset, try to like get him into yep. better shape and like yep. restart everything because uh, he obviously was really good last year. And again, he was a bigger guy last year, but it's like, just now it's like, like gone over the cliff or something and yeah, yeah he just yeah. isn't able to hang and and you look at the pitch clock issues he's not wouldn't be the only one who's had who struggled with the pitch clock early yeah. on i think some of the guys who had these weird routines struggled with it but now the guys who are still struggling with it are some of the bigger pitchers because you're using a lot of energy pitching and if yeah. they're making yeah. you go a lot quicker and you're used to catching your breath and you can't catch your breath yep. i personally know this i'm not in great shape myself as a pitcher even when i have to sprint to first base when i'm pitching my old man league i like need like call to call timeout and catch my breath because i'm like i feel like <laughs> i can't pitch for the whole next batter so it's right. like the same thing happened here and these guys are obviously in better shape than i am you know they can at yeah. least run the first base but yeah it's like it's just it just spirals and, and then they get these big long innings and then they can't get out of it and that's uh what happened to manoa was that just like yeah. yeah you know just couldn't get out of it but yeah it's it's just a crazy story of how good he was last year uh to this year thankfully the model started fading him early on this season we made a pretty good penny off of fading him yeah. uh this season which has been a, a lot of fun um last thought on this one uh, again like you said barrios I think maybe people are kind of starting to realize he's a little bit better. I think that's why it's priced like this because there was value backing barriers for a long time because people weren't realizing he's starting to get a little bit more respect in the pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point, the other way to play this would be the uh, Blue Jays team total under just because of Fromber and how good he is. This Blue Jays yeah. offense is obviously really good, but Fromber being potentially the best active pitcher in baseball, like I said, I think it's either him or Gaussman right now. Um, you know, you have to think that he's going to have a lot of success. And so Blue Jays team total under might be the alternate mm-hmm. way if you don't like the edges on the side or the total. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Mets at the Braves. Going to take the Mets at plus 148 here against the Braves. Justin Verlander versus Spencer Strider. Verlander's made six starts this season. I think three or four of them have been pretty good. One of them against the Rays was terrible. One of them in Colorado was terrible. Those are pretty excusable. Yeah. Strider, though, is the better pitcher in this one. There's really not much to say about him. He's also fantastic. We get a lot of really good pitchers going today with Fromber and Strider. Uh, among among some others but strider obviously one of the better pitchers nothing much to say there braves have a better bullpen offensively i think it's relatively close here in this matchup righty on righty i don't think there's a drastic difference between these two bottom line on this one i think there's just a little bit of value i think the braves should be favored but i think the mets have a chance to pull this off anytime you have a guy like verlander at big plus odds it's kind of hard not to jump on him and just say hey as good as strider is verlander has beaten just about every pitcher in the game of baseball at this point, it seems like, uh, uh, you know, he, he's up there with like Grinky with the, uh, you know, number of batters he struck out. It's like he struck out everybody in the game. It seems like at this point with how well he's pitched for how long uh, he could absolutely just kind of win this game. And sometimes there's a little bit of value here on the Mets uh, total. I'm passing on the total eight and a half is the number model says 8.3 under would be the way I would look with these two pitchers. The fear here is that it's going to be a relatively warm night in Atlanta, low eighties to start and the wind will be blowing out at five to 10 miles an hour. So the conditions aren't amazing for an under. If I had to play it, I would play the under, but I think the Mets might win this one. I mean, plus 148 seems good enough to take a stab at small investment. Cousin Jared, what do you got? 
Yeah, so my first thought was, why are we not taking the under when you've got Strider and Verlander on the mound? But then I remembered that the Mets bullpen is not exactly fun to play with. I, I don't know if I've said this all year. This might be something where I would look at like the first five innings mm-hmm. and potentially look at an under there just saying hey if i get five good innings from both verlander and yeah. strider that probably flies under whatever i don't know maybe like three and a half or four i don't know what number you would get on the probably the first four five. yeah so okay so if it's a four like i like that you got a lot of push protection there at four yeah. if it was three and a half wouldn't like that nearly as much no. obviously would love no. four and a half so um anyway i i think i would i mean i i, I see your logic the getting the plus 148 on the Mets with Verlander on the mound is good value. I can't tell you no. I think I would equally say go under whatever the, the current number is here, but I think I would probably wait until the first five market comes out and see what I could get on the first five innings because that you just got to feel good about that with Strider and Verlander both going. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The first five market is not out yet. So as of the time of this recording, we can't tell you the number. Uh, It might be four and a half, to be honest, given the total of eight and a half. I think it would be four or four and a half. And I'm with you. I think either one of those numbers, I'm happy to go under. Uh, And I'd rather go under four personally, because the odds, I think if if you're finding a four and a half, it's probably going to be more like a minus 120 situation, which Mm. is just less exciting for me. But under four, even money under four minus 105, I think it'd be a pretty solid investment. And so I absolutely agree. Can't make that as an official pick here no odds so I'm, we're just speculating right now but i do agree with these two starters and that way we avoid the mets bullpen which is just very jekyll or hyde i've seen that mets yeah. pen some of those guys at the back end it, it, and it's correlated and this is where I, I don't know necessarily what to do with it. it's just something to think on uh, you know better is that the the mets top guys are decent enough they've looked good enough if they're in this game if furlander gives them seven you know, the game under is more likely, but then if the Mets are out of it a little bit more, some of their weaker bullpen guys come in, they're a little bit scary. So the, the, the game under is kind of correlated with who pitches better. The Braves have arms and arms for days, so it doesn't really matter if they're in it or not. Yeah. They're going to throw good arms. But the Mets, their back-end guys aren't as sharp without Diaz, but they're still decent. It's just they yeah. don't have quite the same depth, and they've got some guys who get to get up some runs. So that's kind of correlated. I'm like, I'm like you. It would be a first five, you just hope for – and it's kind of aligned, right? If you take the first five under, you're kind of hoping for a one-one game after five, and then you can hopefully cash, and then you can just yeah. say, "Hey, it's a tight, low-scoring game." Plus odds on the Mets makes a lot of sense. So they're kind of uh, kind of correlated in that they're synergistic, I guess I would say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mets, Mets plus odds B grade first five under also a good look for four and a half. Don't know what the number is, but that's kind of where we are looking. And then a late game here, 9.38 p.m. Eastern Cubs at the Angels. Going to take the Angels as a B grade. I'm going to take over nine as well. Got a little double dip here to wrap up your Thursday night. Model says it should be Angels minus 137. Anything minus 124 or better is an A grade. Talked about the Cubs recently hitting lefties better and that if the Cubs are playing a lefty, might be, uh, uh, you know, you might want to look at them. Here's the thing and the reason why we're not backing the Cubs against the lefty in Reed Detmers is that the Angels are also right-handed heavy and fare better against a lefty, which is what they're facing in Drew Smiley. And the bottom line is I think Detmers is just a much better pitcher than Smiley. I'm not so sure why the Angels aren't bigger favorites here. Uh, Detmers has struggled with regards to his ERA, but the underlying metrics suggest that's been some bad luck. Smiley's gotten pretty lucky with regards to his ERA. The underlying metrics say that's been good luck. And so I think if you look at this just ERAs, you might say, oh, Smiley's the better pitcher. Model disagrees completely and says that Detmers is the better pitcher and that if they keep pitching the way they are pitching, the results will balance out in the long run and that luck will flip on them. Obviously, Angel's bullpen is a nightmare. 
Uh, Cubs almost got a bunch of runs last night on Tuesday off that bullpen, but uh, they brought in Davinsky, who promptly got a line drive. Could have been a bases clearing line drive double in the gap. Instead, the shortstop snags it gets a double play to end the bases loaded jam. So uh, Angels bullpen stuff. So you might look first. Angels first five would never be crazy. Anytime the Angels or Angels or Rangers are involved, I never think first five is a bad luck with those bullpens. Right. Um, so that's another way you could look. But minus one thirty for the full game still seems like a good pick. Uh, and the overnight model projects 10 on this one. Wind will be blowing out pretty strong. Uh, Anaheim's a hitter friendly ballpark. I don't trust the Angels bullpen. I don't really trust the Cubs bullpen. Cubs against a lefty are going to score. Angels could score off of almost anybody. This just sets up to be runs, runs, runs. It's a little juicy, but uh, nine is just a gift. The fact that we can get over nine in this game, uh, in my opinion, we'll talk about which one we like more personally. I like the over nine more than I like the Angels. The Angels are a smart play, but the over nine just seems way too easy in this one. I'd be shocked if we didn't get at least to double digits. Because, Jerry, what do you got? Yeah, you you mentioned that earlier that we're on week eleven now. I I, I find it improbable that Reed Detmers is somehow only zero and five, and his ERA is above five when his fit is three and a half. I mean, yep. this guy, the results have just not been there. I don't think reflect how he has actually pitched this year, and I think that is reflected in the line. Um, how you get that, you know, uh, you know, they're just smaller favorites than I think they should be. But I agree with you. I love the over nine here. Uh, the the Angels are in top third of the league in runs scored, and they are bottom third of the league in runs allowed. Um, it, it, sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. The Cubs have, can play some low scoring games, but if you go back and look at those. Quite a few of those happen at Wrigley. Whenever you know, maybe they've got they've got some favorable Older. wind yeah. and stuff. They they came off um, a series last weekend where they didn't allow many runs, but that was against the Padres, San Diego, and other places. Kind of hard to score. Um, so yeah, I, I love the over nine here. Definitely the side I would pick, but completely agree with your assessment that I think Detmers has some some value. Uh, you know, that his superficial stats aren't uh, you know kind of showing right now. Yep, absolutely. I think that's why we're getting value on this is because people are looking at the pitchers and not realizing that the ERA doesn't tell the whole story that right. Detmers is actually projecting to be the better pitcher going forward. I mentioned this yesterday, but something else to keep, keep an eye on here. Because we like both the Angels and the over, if you're a run line better, the plus odds on the Angels run line would be an enticing pick too if you like some of those plus odds. With the higher scoring game, it's more likely that you get an Angels 6-4. to four. I think they won Tuesday 7-4. to four. You know, That's a more likely scenario. If it's a lower scoring game, the plus one and a half adds some value. The Angels minus one and a half. I'm not personally playing because I think minus 130 is good enough. I don't like to yeah. be too risky of a gambler, but if you like the plus odds, Anaheim on the run line, maybe sprinkle a little bit there. It makes a little bit of sense too because I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this game and that makes it more like those course field games where it's harder to win by one simply because there's just runs everywhere and you're more yeah. likely to end up kind of accidentally winning by two or three or four or whatever because there's runs all over the place and that's yeah. what I expect here. Uh, I just think the Angels are going to score a lot on Smiley. Another way, of course, Angels team total over. Another way to look at it is uh, I just think that People are looking at him thinking he's decent, and I'm just not sure that's the case. I think the Angels in that park, wind blowing out, yep. favorable against the lefty. They should be able to put up as – both L.A. teams, Angels and Dodgers, should be able to put up as many runs as they want. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say this. You talked about the the run line there. I feel like this comes back to the Dodgers as well. If that line goes up and gets to like minus 220 or minus 225 or something, sure, take the run line at that point because – same thing that we just talked about. There's going to be a lot of runs in that game as well. Or just also take the run line because it's the Dodgers. And yeah, why yeah, wouldn't you, true. right? I mean, at this point, I, do I have to say it? Like, we should all be taking the Dodgers run line when yeah. we're taking the Dodgers. So, I mean, like, you know, I, let, let's let's look back to that. 12.35 p.m. Eastern, right? We're taking the Dodgers. We're also taking the Dodgers run line, right? I feel like yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that. But thank you for the reminder because I yeah. feel like we should just all be on the same page here that it's not going to, you know, there's no locks in gambling, right? But a lot of runs, liking the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, 
they seem to win when they win they win by a lot we've kind of been the theme of the day so uh a dodgers run line also a way to play so a lot of good picks here today uh and again more picks to come on dub club uh once we know more about the pitchers and the double headers and there's still a few games off lines so we've kind of covered most everything here that we have information on but more to come on dub club so sign up link in the show description one under one dollar per day cousin jared any parting words Somebody asked me in the Discord today what I thought about a Big 12 football team and their win total for the season. And I have to say, if you feel like you know anything about the Big 12 this season, I am open to suggestions um, Mm -hmm. because I don't know what to think. So uh, hopefully I'll come up with something to think about by the time that we start doing our college football shows. No, that's a good, and that's a good point here. If you're if you're betting college football, especially if you're betting college football futures, the Big Twelve is going to be an interesting yeah. setup this year with the fourteen teams. Yep. The schedule is going to matter a lot, and we haven't had yep. to consider that. It's been interesting in the Big Twelve for the last several years. You have not had to consider schedule whatsoever. You looked at the yep. non-conference, absolutely. But once it was conference, I mean, maybe you kind of looked at the little bit of who you're getting home and road. But right, everybody right. played everybody. It didn't really matter. And now it's like as a big as a as a Baylor alum. As a father that's a UT alum, I'm, 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 yeah, the Big 12 expert, quote unquote, of the group of mm. us, right? And then I follow yeah. it more, but I haven't had to worry about that. You know, you kind of think yeah. about how the teams are and everything, but now it's like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to look at schedules, which I get, you're used to as an SEC fan, right? You're, yeah. you're yeah. used to having to look at that. But yeah, we'll have to really look at the schedules because who's playing who, where, and this one's going to make a big difference on the Big 12 and what should be a completely wide open conference, uh, which I feel like other than, OU's probably going to be really good has been the way we've thought about it. And then after last year, now it's like, oh, now maybe it really is completely wide open because what was the one thing we could count on with Oklahoma completely disappeared. Uh, Yep. Yep. So yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm going to feel bad for whatever teams have to go to BYU in November. Yes, that's going to be miserable. BYU in October, usually pretty nice weather. Um, Baylor went out there earlier in the season last year. Yeah, nice yeah. weather. Last year, two years ago, whichever year. It was last year. Yep. Uh, November, whew, that's yeah. not going to be no. not gonna be a lot of fun. I wouldn't, I mean, if it was me, and of course we talked about this, if it was me making the schedule, I would have made Texas and Oklahoma both go out there in November because I would have just yeah. given, them, given them the worst schedule possible. Like, hey, you are leaving. Here, you get stuck with the bill, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. For, for whatever reason, they didn't do that. Yeah, well, with with Texas, they made them play at Houston, though at TDECU, not at you know Rola or not NRG. The, yeah, not yeah. the NRG stadium here. So yeah, uh, I think that's Texas's punishment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure OU's got one as well. But uh, all right, well, that's all we've got here for this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck and remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.